0: I am most proud of this episode and I haven't even recorded yet. Picture this, you hopped on the band rocket and now you're on Planet Butter, a world made of delicious, sparkly peanut butter volcanoes and an adorable disco ball of self-reflection is whirling around in her red convertible. This is the Self-Friendship Podcast. I'm Blizzard Planet. Self-Friendship is the daily practice of embracing, understanding, and enjoying ourselves. The more we practice, the sooner we embody our party of one, which is having fun with ourselves, for ourselves, as ourselves, anywhere, everywhere, no matter who's there. The key to understanding self-friendship and my greater mission of United Individualism is the two ends of the spectrum required to create this cultural shift. Kids and adults. Adults have been conditioned out of their parties of one, which is why I start adults with practicing self-friendship so they can return to their innate party of one. Kids are born as their party of one, and when they're surrounded by a culture of adults who practice self-friendship, the kids can be conditioned in to their self-friendship practice, allowing them to sustain their already existing party of one, rather than perpetuating the current cycle of conditioning people out of their party of one. So, I'm super excited about the release of Planet Butter's first picture book, Planet Butter Party of 1. The book will be officially for sure, for a certain, pinky promise available as an ebook and hard copy this weekend, February 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th weekend, and in-store at a super fucking cool bookstore called Dalazine in the Miami Design District in the next 2 weeks. The book is where the world of Planet Butter comes to life and Blissy, the disco ball of self-reflection, bops around showing exactly what self-friendship looks like in action as her party of one. If you or anyone you know has a cute, cool local bookshop anywhere in the world that might be interested in offering some copies, reach out to me. I'd love to meet you. Also, I recently started offering one-on-one sessions to angel invest in your thoughts with me where we'll creatively brainstorm, practice critical thinking, and practice perspective shifting. I'm currently offering a free 15-minute intro session where you get to learn about my approach for future sessions, and I get to learn about you. If you're interested, DM me at planetbutter, P-L-A-N-I-T, the I is for individualism, butter, spelled the way it's been spelled for centuries, (laughs) or email me, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Planet Butter Substack subscribers. You make this show possible. I recently added a seven-day free trial option if you want to get a feel for my writing, or I also added a new tip option out of respect for those who want to support me and simply don't want the commitment of a subscription. I totally get it. That said, to be notified of new episodes and receive more content, sign up for my Substack. As for the podcast, if you want to email me your answer to any of the questions that I end the show with or share a story about your party of one, again, email me, selffriendshippodcast at gmail.com. Today, I'm going to tell you my answer to last week's question, why Christopher Columbus did discover America, an uncommon time to congratulate someone, why don't give up is shit advice, why faking a smile can help, self-friendship and your name, a book title that excited me, a party of one from this week, a key to understanding manifesting, my unique thought on projection, two new phrases for your consideration, and then we'll finish up with a brand new question for you to self-reflect, self-connect, and email me if you so desire, podcast at gmail.com. Okay, my answer to last week's question, which was, How does it make you feel to go into a movie without knowing anything other than that it's supposedly well done? And what do you think this says about your perspective in all that you do? I prefer to go to the movies like this because I don't like knowing anything about anything. (laughs) I like to know that it's supposedly well done because it's the spirit of positivity without the pressure of expectation. Ooh, I like that. The spirit of positivity without the pressure of expectation. This way, I don't have any biases or expectations going into the movie by knowing or seeing any information about it in advance. Also, a well-executed movie will tell you everything that you need to know while you watch it. That's kind of the point. So it's like when people ask questions before anything is revealed in the movie. Like, who is that? Oh, what's that? Wait, blah, blah, blah. Like, all that stuff in the middle of the movie. But like... If you shut up and watch, (laughs) you'll find out what you're supposed to find out. Which brings me to the second part of the question, which was, what does that tell me about the way I approach life? Similarly, I don't try to know more than I need to know. Life will tell me my story. We're all the main characters of our own movies. You may have heard that analogy before somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> uh, so for me, I don't really like to ask too many questions. I mean, I ask a lot of questions because I'm curious, but not questions about the unfolding of my life. I don't try to get like a sneak peek. There's no trailer. I just let it happen. I know that I'm supposed. I know what I'm supposed to know, and I'm told what I'm supposed to be told. If there's something that I'm curious about, of course, I inquire because that's my role in my movie. But I'm not overextending myself to find out things that are not my business. I just let it happen. So that's my answer. Let me know yours. Email me if you want. SelfFriendshipPodcast at gmail.com. Now, why Christopher Columbus did discover America. Now, before anyone rattles a political cage, let me remind you that this is the Self-Friendship Podcast. So I'm giving this topic a cute little spin. The longer you hang around Planet Butter, the more I hope to inspire you to critically think about an array of perspectives, especially for controversial topics. So, Christopher Columbus did discover America for himself. <laughs> he was showing up as his party of one. Hello! In doing so, he shared it with a lot of other people. He might not have been the first one, but to say he didn't discover it is simply not true. The definition of discovery is quote-unquote finding slash finding out. He did find it for him and his people who didn't previously know it existed. Which reminds me of Steven Steigler's Law of Eponymy, spelled E-P-O-N-Y-M-Y which is a humorous principle in academic and scientific circles that suggests scientific discoveries, inventions, and concepts are often named after the second person to discover or popularize them rather than the first person. In other words, it highlights the tendencies for credit to be given to individuals who are not the original discoverers or creators, but who may have popularized or publicized the idea more effectively. The best part of this is Stephen humorously acknowledges that this idea itself isn't original to him. <laughs> Stephen is my kind of dude. <laughs> and so, Christopher Columbus did discover America for himself, shared it with his people, and is a perfect example of Steigler's Law of eponymy. A pun me a pun me a me It's kind of hard to say. A me <laughs> and for sure was not morally sound as far as our current societal moral compass. Okay, boom ba ba. How about that? Uh, <laughs> now, an uncommon time to congratulate someone when someone quits a job is my favorite. <laughs> One of my best friends has quit so many jobs in her life, and every time she does it. <laughs> She texts me or calls me and I always, always meet her with a warm and loving congratulations because almost every time it's in the person's best interest. And I feel like a lot of the time people perceive quitting as something not in the person's best interest or with there's some sort of negative something around it. It doesn't need to be that way. It's exciting. Somebody is removing themselves from Something that they don't feel is aligned with them, most likely, right? I don't, everyone, context is always the best policy, but for the most part, I love congratulating people who quit their jobs. It's exciting. They're about to start something new. They're sticking to their gut. They're doing what is best for them. (laughs) Self-fucking-friendship. Speaking of which, why don't give up is shit advice. Giving up sometimes can be a good thing. If we think about giving up as more of a pivot in a stronger direction toward whatever it is we are working toward. Giving up actually kind of has a negative connotation now that I'm talking about it. I don't find that very productive. So instead of don't give up, maybe it's do I need to pivot or do I need to keep going? The difference between pivot and keep going is nuanced. Pivot is to do something differently while still working toward the same goal while keep going is continue to do what you're doing because you're receiving obvious signs that whatever it is you're doing is working. Okay? Very cool. Now, why faking a smile can help. I read a LinkedIn post the other day that said something about how faking a smile is toxic positivity and people in pain need to feel understood and supported. Here's the thing. There is a world, and I hope it's this one. <laughs> Where we can feel our pain, empathize with one another, and occasionally force a smile when we don't think we have one left in ourselves. Because smiling does help. Scientifically speaking, when we smile, even if it's fake, our body does not know the difference, so we still release endorphins and serotonin. This is not to dismiss or minimize the intense emotions that we are experiencing, the pain that this person was referencing on LinkedIn. It's more so to give perspective and to create strength for enduring those more difficult emotions. (sighs) Self-friendship and your name. Anytime I meet someone from another country and they tell me my name is blank, but you can call me blank, a piece of my heart breaks. Now, I will never call someone the dumbed down version of their name. Let's just make lazy Americans step it up. Like seriously. Because that is your name. Your name is usually beautiful and you're simplifying it just because Americans are lazy about actually saying the accent or they're uncomfortable because they don't speak another language or they don't want to try because they're nervous of sounding stupid. It's like, too fucking bad. Make them say your fucking name. (laughs) Curse, curse, curse. Fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) But really, if you are somebody who is nervous about saying somebody's name because it's not in an accent that you're used to saying, just give it a try. That person is not judging you. And for the people who are willing to change your names, stop it. Unless you actually want to change your name because you prefer it, do that. But If you don't actually prefer it and you're doing it because it feels easier, fuck that. Make them step up. All right, I'm done cursing and yelling about that. Now, the book title that I saw was, After All, There Is No Finish Line. I love that because in a literal sense, there's no finish line for life. Some people might say it's when you die. I disagree strongly. Depending on what you do with your lifetime, your life on earth can continue after your physical body is no more. And then, depending on your belief in spirituality, your energy carries on well beyond Earth. And so that's kind of what I got for you on that. That was it. It was just intriguing. I hope you'll think about it too. Now, my party of one this week I was invited to a friends real estate event in Miami. It was for interior designers and developers and all things real estate. And then there was me, voice actor, podcast host, author creative director (laughs) and now most people would call this a networking event that's not how I view anything you life is a connection event you're connecting with people who you're supposed to meet when you're supposed to meet them la 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 so little me goes to this real estate event and I left with a voiceover opportunity so go to the quote-unquote wrong type of place and you can still meet the quote-unquote right people. More to the point that you can't control anything other than how you show up and you could be anywhere in the world at any time and you will still meet the right people for you when you are practicing your self-friendship and showing up as your party of one. Now, a key to understanding manifesting. A lot of people will say that you have to already be the version of yourself who is and has the thing that you're manifesting. So I see that as a spectrum of actualization. You essentially do to whatever extent that you are currently capable to create the existence of the eventual thing that you are manifesting. So in some form, that thing becomes true and your energy and your intentions are already there. So with time that thing becomes more and more true because you are already doing it to whatever degree you possibly can. So even if it's the lowest end of that spectrum of being, you are still being it. And then it just becomes and becomes and becomes bigger and bigger until you achieve what you have originally set out to do and more because you never know what the universe is going to gift us with. My unique thought on projection. The definition of projection in psychology is a psychological phenomenon where feelings directed towards the self are displaced towards other people. Psychoanalysts regard projection as a defense mechanism concerning, quote unquote, inside content mistaken to be coming from the, quote unquote, outside. Now, what I personally find so interesting about the concept of projection is that it actually shows a level of self-awareness. It's actually a perfect way to depict the unconscious mind at work. If you think that you don't project, you're probably fairly unconscious in general. If you can catch yourself projecting or you can be aware of your own projections, you're likely a more conscious individual. Think about that. (laughs) Projection. Whether unconscious or conscious, demonstrates a level of self awareness. Okay. Which is actually similar to what I was talking about with manifesting. On some level of the spectrum, there is self awareness. Even if it's unconscious, you are on the spectrum of self awareness. Good fucking job. See, you can make everything positive. Okay. <laughs> now, two phrases one, emotional adventure rather than emotional roller coaster. It feels fresher because it's new. So, It's fresh, (laughs) emotional adventure over emotional roller coaster. Roller coaster makes it sound like a negative chaos, versus an adventure is like more optimistic and exciting. Is an emotional adventure, (laughs) in my opinion. And I also came up with a new mantra today. I release my subconscious fears and allow abundance to be my safe space. One more time. Today, I release my subconscious fears and allow abundance to be my safe space. Let me know what you think about that. And lastly, our question for the week, what is a situation where you have caught yourself projecting? Let's practice self-awareness together, shall we? All right. Have a beautiful week. Check out Planet Butter's first book, Party of One, available this weekend. Check out the link in my bio on Instagram, planet butter p-l-a-n-i-t the i is for individualism you can get the ebook the hard copy or if you're in miami you can go to the dolly zine bookstore in the next couple of weeks and buy the book in person i might if i can while i'm still here put a, a little surprise treat in the books that that'll be there and if you're interested in angel investing in your thoughts Again, link in my Instagram bio. Reach out for your free 15-minute session. And as always, Self-Friendship Podcast Thursdays. And if you are listening, you already know that. So there's no point in saying it. Okay, cool. Have an amazing week. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you on Planet Butter.